0: You're listening to the Classic Gamers Guild Podcast.
1: Well, Paul, our topic this week is one which has been the cause of many arguments and debates throughout the entire history of anything. We are talking about the alignment chart. I Asked you the other day to um, familiarize yourself with the alignment chart so we can talk about this. Uh, did you actually do that? Yeah, I mean, that's what know. I thought. <laughs> so, how much do you know about the alignment chart?
0: Well, I, I thought I'd go off path instead of Googling it, I, I, I tried to use Bing. So I learned very little about the whole situation. <laughs> Unnecessary dig on Bing, that was kind of weird. I've got nothing against them. No, when I got your text about doing this chart thing, I, I didn't know what them things were called. So I was like, yay, like, this will be a really entertaining podcast on spreadsheets and pie charts or whatever. The people are going to eat this one up. Um <laughs> But now I do see what you're getting at. I recognise recognise the meme, and I, I I understand where the argument thing comes from because I was trying to look at a few for like homework for this episode, and I I couldn't I, I couldn't find one as a good reference because I disagreed with bloody every one I saw. <laughs> like one of them one of them had Peter Griffin as chaotic evil. That's a bit extreme. I wouldn't say he's evil, let alone chaotic, but. Anyway, we'll get to we'll get to hmm. you know video game characters. It's
1: it's been a while since I uh, since I watched Family Guy because uh, it just stopped being funny to me for uh, quite some time ago. But um, um yeah, I, I'm not the best one to speak on uh, on Peter Griffin. For those of you who don't know, I'm sure all of you know, but just like a little bit of a background on it. Um, so so basically, what the alignment chart is, um, it's taken on various forms right now, but the Version of the alignment chart that is kind of the most common is basically represented as a three by three grid, um, along which the three columns running left to right would be lawful, neutral, and chaotic. And then the rows from top to bottom would be good, neutral, and evil. And this is basically sort of a, um, a way to categorize various different archetypes of character personalities and um, moralities really is what I should be saying. So um, when it started with the original Dungeons and Dragons, I think it really was only lawful, neutral, and chaotic. And I think um, the alignment chart as we really know it today started with the second edition. Um, It's gone through a few forms since then, but I think they, by the fifth edition... They've come back to the three by three format, but I think the also included a new one, the unaligned, which we're not going to talk too much about. It's really just for like creatures that just function entirely on uh, habit and instinct and survival. So they don't really, uh, morality just doesn't apply to them. So the alignments therefore are, uh, lawful, good, neutral, good, chaotic, good, lawful, neutral, true, neutral, and chaotic, neutral. Um, I think some people just refer to true neutral as neutral, but for the purpose of this show, for the remainder of this show, we'll refer to it as uh, true neutral. And then finally, there is lawful evil, neutral evil, and chaotic evil. Now, the reason why I really wanted to talk about this is because one of the arguments that comes about is just the entire people think that it's a stupid system. Like they sort of say, like, oh, you know, it's. Um, fundamentally flawed there's no purpose or use for it there's no um you know they just wish that it doesn't even exist because they think it's just kind of a dumb idea to begin with and um i you know i defend it on several levels number one i think it's just fun to sort of speculate i think that it can be a useful tool when it comes to uh character interpretations and character creations now by no means. Do I think that it is the one and only way? Obviously, uh, and as I talk about characters, I do not in any way um, mean to imply that the creators or the authors had the alignment chart in mind while creating them, but I do think that if one should want to design characters or even think about characters, it could be a very useful tool to give you a certain perspective on them.
0: Absolutely, and and that's uh, that's all the time we have today. So, <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, sorry, I, I, it took me a while to get through that. Okay, so basically, um, let, let's look at this uh, a little bit broader. Let's uh, go through lawful versus neutral versus chaotic. So lawful, um, l- lawful means that you are aligned towards order. So you believe in law, and. Um, how you apply the law will determine if you are uh, good, neutral, or evil. Uh, neutral is neutral, as you would know. It kind of just, it kind of, I wouldn't say indifferent, but just sort of like a, a neutral on that axis. Believes that there is a place for the law, but also allows for the idea that um, uh, there are times when the law does not necessarily. Is is not necessarily the right decision, or not necessarily the right path to take. Uh, chaos has either complete disregard, if not spite, for laws and regulations, so they are very anti order.
0: Okay, all right, I'm getting it. I think I got it. So, so the uh, not to not to jump the gun, but but I I can't help but say it's it's the only thing my mind's repeating over and over again. The the poster child for a lawful neutral. Uh, being on the side of of the law while being utterly neutral would would have to be Keith from Police Quest Two, <laughs> um, right?
1: I I I could definitely think that. Uh, this is again where things kind of get a little bit hazy because you know we're trying to break everyone into three columns in either direction, so there's going to be a lot of um, uh, gray areas and overlaps. So right. um, yeah, he is aligned with the law. He is. So I I think you are probably the closest to correct in terms of um uh of a lawful neutral in regards to Keith in Police Quest 2. Um the reason why I find the alignment chart fascinating is because of these kind of debates that can happen. Um if you want like real poster child examples, uh we're talking about like Judge Dredd. He is like the embodiment of order. He follows the letter of the law. It doesn't matter who you are or what your intent is he just he is the the rule book, and he says, "If you do this, then it's against the law, and here is the penalty for that he He doesn't exercise any judgment beyond what the law dictates. you know obviously some people are very much absolutely not for debate the The joker is everything about chaotic evil; he is the embodiment of chaotic evil, right." Um, but then you get to a character like Two-Face and nobody knows how to define Two-Face. Because what the hell is he, right?
0: Right. Well, yeah, that's kind of the point of Two-Face, you know, is, is which mm-hmm. side of the face you're going to get. So, yeah, it would make sense that he wouldn't ever have a permanent residency in, in any of these slots.
1: So on the chaotic good scale, you have someone like Captain Kirk and um, Captain Malcolm Reynolds from Firefly. Both different characters, but on in the same little side of the square. Right. So just because you're thinking of characters in terms of these nine archetypes does not mean you can't get a pretty fair amount of variance in the characters. Uh, the other thing to think about is that if you're designing characters, there's, um, you know, it, it's a good way to look at somebody's character arc. If they're going to start and largely exist throughout the story in one alignment Um and the purpose of their character is to eventually become uh, a different alignment by the end, right?
0: Right, and I'm sure that's where a lot of debate comes from. Where if you if you put a character in in a certain slot, um, you, you, let's say I, I would pick somebody and, and put them in a slot and say, you know, they are you know a true neutral. It's just you know the way it is, and I'm picking that based on how their arc ended. So at the end of the day, they they. Mm-hmm. Turned out to be a a true neutral, and people could say, "Well, you know, in in episode twenty-seven, he actually and and it's like, (laughs) all right, so so certain uh, parts of any character's arc, they probably should show some variance between between you know good and evil and things like that." So I I guess for the sake of finality or or argument, um, as we go through some, we could say that that we're going to try and base it on how they're how their characters represented at the end of their arc.
1: Well, I mean, I think a lot of it is a sort of like, um, uh, when you try to determine a character, they generally try to step back a little bit further and kind of take them as a whole, as opposed to individual moments. Uh, For instance, have you seen the movie dread from 2012? I think. Yes. Okay. So here is the one argument I will give for people who um, try to call him lawful good, because at the end of the movie, he does have that one moment where he chose to be lawful good instead of lawful neutral, because the entire point of his character was to embody the law, right? That's his whole thing. I am the law. But the, the point of that movie was that at the very end, when he finally had to give like that final evaluation for his, um, uh, little protege there, uh, they asked, Oh, so is she a pass or a fail? And she actually should have failed because she didn't follow the exact letter of the law and she like basically quit, but he still just looked over and said, like, she's a pass. Cause he finally understood that, okay, well, you know what? Ultimately she, she acted for good and knew it was better. You know, the, the force would have been better with her than without her kind of thing. So he had that slight break. Like, I, I don't, I don't think we're ever going to really um come to the conclusion that he has permanently changed, but he, at least for that one moment, saw that, the, um, that justice was not necessarily the law.
0: Right, right. Yeah, and yeah, I could see that blurring the lines a lot, because it, then it's like, well, are you going by the, the end of his arc or, or how he was throughout the majority of his story? So, mm-hmm. yeah, I could definitely see how, how arguments get, uh, get started yeah. and, and possibly not ended with this. The
1: other thing that's really interesting about the alignment charts, too, um, it's really kind of neat to sort of see when you design a story how characters will, or um, at conflict because of their alignments, right? I am not saying that every author or creator has thought about the alignment chart in creating their characters, but, um, you know, there's some really interesting dynamics that can come about if you, um, if you think about it in this way. So um, something like Les Mis, uh, the musical version, because I never read the actual books, but uh, one of the interesting I think the most interesting character in that whole thing was Javert. He was very, very lawful neutral. He's kind of the antagonist of the story, but that's only because uh, the hero or the protagonist of the story got himself on the wrong side of the law. And um, that is the only reason why Javert is going, kind of going after him. And um, interesting thing about that character is that he his character doesn't really... It doesn't really arc like his character kind of changes, but still stays within the same framework. Um The whole, this is kind of like another interesting thing to think about when it comes to character arcs is what if people don't fundamentally change? So one of the things about Javert is that, you know, especially in the musical version, he has a song where he kind of like spills out everything that you need to know about his character. And he basically says like you know, he has his duty he follows that duty, and that is what God intended for him in his life. And he believes that he should pursue that with the fullest conviction. And uh, anyone who should ever question God's purpose for their life is basically the equivalent of Lucifer. Right. So, at the crucial mo- moment of his char- of his character arc, his life is spared by Jean Valjean. Who he has been chasing this entire time in the, uh, uh, with the intent of throwing him back into prison and thus ruining his life. And when he was at his mercy, Jean Valjean spared him, which kind of threw him into an existential crisis. But he was so devoted to his lot in life that he faltered and therefore felt that the only answer to um, moving forward was to take his own life and kill himself. Right. So there is definitely a distinct Moment of change, but he still stayed within the same framework of the uh, lawful neutral. And so that's that, that's kind of he's a very fascinating character, which I really enjoy thinking about in terms of um, character analysis.
0: Well, I'd like to shout out real quick to any. Buddy who chuckled to themselves when Rick said duty a few minutes ago. Uh, I, I really enjoyed that. It's just that everything you were saying was, was quite intelligent <laughs> and well thought about that. I, I didn't want to break your train. I thought to, to laugh at uh, something a nine-year-old would, All but i All right, I'm not so moving that.
1: on. Um... <laughs>
0: <laughs> so uh, for, for the purpose of the podcast, do, do we want to like, create our, our own alignment chart or do you just kind
1: sure dis- we, we, I mean, we can uh, we can go through and discuss but before we get into that i was going to give like a little bit of the disclaimer for the rest of the show because you know i'm all about those disclaimers um one of the controversial factors about the alignment chart is that everyone has very different interpretations of the chart and interpretations of how characters fit into the chart so uh we are going to be talking about our views and our opinions and they are up for very great heated debates. So by no means are we saying that ours are factually correct, but um, we'll do our best.
0: And for my anti-disclaimer, mine are factually correct. Fight me. <laughs> <laughs> Even though I didn't, I've just just discovered this a few moments ago. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, so starting with Lawful Good, I find this one to be... Sonny Bond's... Uh- <laughs> yeah, I, I, that was yeah. You know me too well, mate. That was uh, probably no surprise, but at the same time, that was going to be my suggestion. The only thing I stopped to think was like, yeah, it goes back to what we we said about you know following rules and and how much that matters. You know, if 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 the like that moment in Judge Dredd, if if it, the higher ground is to to break the the rules or the orders and just do good, then then I, I I'd say that you know is is. Well, first of all, let me back up. Has, has Sonny, Did Sonny Bonds, to your recollection, did he ever break his, his orders to do what he was supposed to do? Or was he completely lawfully good? I
1: believe he is completely lawfully good. I don't think he's ever broken uh, broken instructions or anything like that. But even then, I think uh, you know, lawful good is kind of a lot of uh, somebody who believes that the law is in place for um, a good purpose in the world. Right. Right. So um, I, I think that um, Sonny Bonds really epitomizes that. Right. People might disagree with me on this one, but um, I think that a really good example of neutral good would be someone like Batman, because he is um, he is ultimately for justice, and he is kind of aligned with the law, but he also steps outside of the law to do what he thinks is ultimately right and good. Right. 'Cause he's a vigilante, so he's not actually the law. And kind of what he does is kind of very illegal. But um, you know, he himself recognizes that um you know, he he works with the police quite often, he or he's uh, allied with the police quite often. He's also um against the police at some times. But he just knows that, okay, there is uh you know, there's order, but then there's also justice. And, you know, sometimes, right. so, sometimes um, uh, criminals can slip through the cracks of the legal system because of, you know, um, bureaucracy, red tape and corruption. And sometimes you need to step outside of the law in order for justice to truly be served.
0: Right, right. Yeah, that, you're absolutely right. It's I guess it's almost like a nice placeholder so so they can swerve in either direction as morality dictates they do. All right, so we got one for there, chaotic good. We kind of alluded to earlier that, that Robin Hood is, is a great, um, you know, poster child for that. Uh, you know, so I'm going to try and come up with something else because even though we have uh, Conquest of the Longbow and we could use him, I'm going to try and for originality come up with with another. I'm going to suggest two to you. You tell me which one you think would be better. I know you have a lot more experience with with uh, one of them. So the first one would be uh would be roger i was Wilco. just about
1: to say i i kind of expected you were going to say that and um yeah. I, I would um i'm very iffy on him as to whether or not he would be neutral go- good or chaotic good um yeah i think an argument can be made for either and that's really going to come down to personal interpretations uh to the extent that I think he's so close to the middle that um, I, I'm not even really sure where I stand on him. I think I'm more inclined to say neutral good. Um, yeah, actually, yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. I, I think he has a little side of a chaos to him, but I think he is ultimately neutral good.
0: You know, you, you actually, I, I'm going to flip flop. I, I, I think you're right because the more I think about it, the chaos that follows Roger is incidental. It's inherent. It's, it's, um. I don't feel like he causes the chaos. It just happens to follow him. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I think he's just kind of, you know, in this blissful ignorance uh, while, while everything just seems to happen around him. I don't think he does anything to actually cause the chaos. He, he just is always a part of it. Um, so yeah, let's, let's put Roger in neutral good and that'll look better on our, the old chart <laughs> we're done anyway. Um, I, I think so it would it make
1: sense because I don't think he like, uh, I don't think he has contempt for the rules. I don't think he ignores the rules. Um, he he's obviously not a guy who follows the rules either, right? Like he'll he, he still cheats on tests in order to uh, pass uh, his training, right? So
0: yeah, in in the most relatable scene of any video game I've ever played. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Now now we've got neutral all settled and tucked away. I like that. Feel better about it now. Mm-hmm. Um, for chaotic good, I'll still throw two at you because the the one I keep thinking of, I you don't have a ton of familiar with. It better not be from Gold Rush. No, okay. it's not. I was uh, <laughs> I was going to I was gonna. I was gonna throw Gerard in into neutral, but I, you know, but thank you. Now, you're the one that mentioned it this episode. I appreciate <laughs> it. Um, <laughs> so for chaotic good, uh, I've got, I've got two. I've got, uh, I've got Guybrush Threepwood and I've got uh, uh, Bobbin from Loom.
1: Um, Guybrush could probably work. I think. Um, yeah, I think he is. Um, uh, he is a force for good, and I think he is. Uh, you know based on being a pirate, I, I think an argument could definitely be made for him being on the chaotic side. Um, so again, I'm, I'm not sure if he is necessarily, uh, morally chaotic. So I, I'm, I'm a little bit on the gray area with him between uh, chaotic and neutral, but yeah, you know, so that, that's going to be, that is definitely a character that I think, um, either, people can really debate about or I'm off the market. Everyone's going to tell me I'm stupid about that.
0: Right. Well, you know, redirect your hate mates. I, I'm the one that brought it up. Give it to me. <laughs> I, uh, I, I mentioned it as you alluded to with the pirate factor, but I, I look at him as somebody that's, he's going to do what needs to be done. Uh, and obviously what needs to be done is the right thing. And no matter what, so yeah. he'll, he'll break somebody out of, out of prison and, you know, he'll, he'll basically just do what it takes. He doesn't really think about the rules or the laws uh, on, you know, in his, he doesn't let them get in the way of of him doing what he thinks is right yeah
1: um uh yeah, I guess it kind of it, it could make sense like i said i am not opposed to thinking of him as chaotic good i just i don't really know um it, it can it there can be argument made i I'm just saying so uh with bobbin hmm bobbin good one like how how would you describe bobbin? he's definitely a good um but i I don't know if he is necessarily chaotic.
0: Right, yeah, yeah, but I guess if you really dissect his actions there's nothing nothing I can think of offhand that's that is truly chaotic in his actions. He's basically where he in the in the scenario that he exists in everything he has to do is is considered let's say unlawful, but that doesn't mean that what he's doing is chaotic, he's just kinda doing the the right thing despite what he's you know told to do, mm. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I can say at least the, the guybrush out of the two is, is probably I would think better better served. I, that, I would definitely that say slot. that, yeah. All right, all right. Let's let's move to, to lawful neutral. Uh, I I have to kind of stand by my first one, with Keith. I I feel like he's the perfect lawful neutral because he's on the side of the law and he's so neutral he does nothing.
1: <laughs> I am just torn on him because I yeah I I think that's a good argument to make, uh, but I also think he could be true neutral. Just because he is in this right. state of just not caring about anything in either direction,
0: right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, it's uh, it's very easy to put him under lawful because he's technically a policeman, yeah. but does that mean he, he does he do anything? Uh, <laughs> like he, he's such a bloody nihilist, it is hard to put him on the left or right side. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right, all right. Let's let's scoot him to true neutral. Cuz you're right. He does nothing just cuz he you know just because of where he works doesn't actually mean he's he's lawful. <laughs> um but all anyway, right, like I you said, lawful.
1: there's an argument to be made both sides. He he could very well I don't think we've seen enough of his character to really understand his morality. I think what he demonstrates really kind of comes across as a true neutral cuz it looks like he kind of has that just as a job more so than any actual like desire to do good. But um, you, could also you know what
0: I think settles it? What? Sorry to cut you off there. I, I think what settles it is that scene on the airplane. He's off the clock. <laughs> he's not getting paid. Something goes down and he does fuck all. <laughs> There's his true colors. All right. All right. Keith, Keith is going to true neutral. So for do you have any lawful neutrals that, that stick out in your mind? Uh, for gaming?
1: Um, let me yeah. think. Copy protection. <laughs> <laughs>
0: nice nice i like that because it's a it's a fourth wall character yes um
1: (laughs) um, yeah so anyone who really just kind of like very coldly adheres to the rules so i'm trying to think give me one second to think about this um the um um the guy in space quest four who works at the you're you're the manager of the monolith burger in space quest four is uh, lawful neutral. Because okay, he, okay. he demands that the burgers be made a certain way. He doesn't give a crap who you are. You either do it right or you do it wrong. And uh if you do it right then good. If you do it wrong then he then you're fired. And so he just he, he's not in any way aligned with uh uh he, he really is just like do it this do it my way or do it the right way and that's all he's concerned about.
0: Yeah, no, that's that's a good one because just before you said that, I had actually just simultaneously thought of of two other ones um, who both were from Space Quest, um, uh, different and the same. So I thought of uh, Arnoid, the Annihilator. Yeah, actually, uh, the, the Arnold robot, right? Yeah, nice and black and white. Just he's doing what he's supposed to do, and yeah, it's a know, good technically, one. Technically, technically, Roger did break that law, so he, he is on the law side. And then the other one I thought of uh, was uh, WD Forty.
1: Yeah it's easy to look at them as evils because they're antagonists but I think at the heart of them they are basically neutral so yeah I would definitely put them um, along uh, the lawful neutral scale
0: yeah and it's, yeah, well, I, I, you I can rem- argue I remind
1: them. or you can argue that morality like um you know they're robots so they're just By design. So, but I mean, I think they have a sentience to them, right? So I think we can still kind of put them in, but you could also sort of think of them as, I don't know how to, I don't know how you would put robots into the scale to be (laughs) honest.
0: Well, you're right because if you look at wD40 for example she's once once Roger and the crew captures her she's reprogrammed so, so you could argue that you know however you program is how they're gonna come out so mm. for the sake of argument we're, we're just taking them at face value and and I I'd, I'd remind anyone listening who, who wants to disagree because they were protagonists in the game that that Roger was kind of wrong like he, he did steal yeah. uh, and you know he, he was the one that broke the law and and they were the ones enforcing the law so um. Yeah, no, I think I think they'll work. Yeah, I, I agree with those. I, I guess the only one that I, I struggle with um, is probably chaotic neutral. That that one's chaotic because I, 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 I can understand lawful neutral. You know, be, being neutral but erring on the side of of law. But it's like, how how are you neutral while also being a you know chaotic?
1: So a chaotic neutral would be somebody who is very about personal freedoms. A lot of people who are very pro freedom tend to end up on the chaotic side of the scale. So um I'm trying to think of like a really good example of a chaotic chaotic neutral. So like uh you know Jack Sparrow from The Pirates of the Caribbean would probably be a good chaotic neutral because he kind of he's just very about freedom. He's just kind of he doesn't do things because they are good or evil. He does not really in any way tie himself or hold himself to the confines of the law or the rules. I'd like to think uh, chaotic neutral might be Leisure Suit Larry or Larry Laffer. Exactly what I was going to mm-hmm. say. Yes, yeah. Because he kind of, um, yeah. Again, he doesn't necessarily have to be spiteful of the law, but I think he just kind of um, he he doesn't necessarily um, he's not particularly beholden to the law, like I, or to order or anything like that. I think he is that kind of he will do what it takes. Um, for his best interests,
0: right? Exactly. It's 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 all about his best interests, and and you know, give or take, he's not, not really hurting anyone. He's just living his life, doing his thing. So it's it's ultimately it's not really for good or bad. In other words, uh, it's it's just for him. Yeah. So yeah, no, that's exactly what I was going to say. He,
1: he, he is somebody that I can kind of um, I, I'm sure I could be swayed with anyone else who puts in a really good argument. So if you have like, uh, if you're listening to this and you really think, oh no, he's actually something else, um. I want to hear it because I could totally be convinced otherwise, but I just sort of off the top of my head, I think that, uh, he strikes me as kind of more chaotic neutral.
0: Yes. Yeah. I, I agree. I was thinking the same thing at the same time. So I can't, I can't really persuade either way. Um, well, I was—I was. God, this, these are these are quite difficult because so many of them could fit a few different categories. No, exactly, um, and
1: that's that's kind of one of the other things to think about when it comes to um, if you want to create or take apart a character is also thinking, hey, you know what? There might be times where a character will be one alignment in one situation, and in another situation, will be different.
0: Right. Exactly. Yeah. And so I'll, I'll just continue to try and think overall. You know, mm-hmm. even if it's sixty forty, what were they in that sixty?
1: Run lawful evil, which um, again, um, I guess, it kind of relates to video games. But uh, if you want sort of like a very shining example of lawful evil, we would look at the sheriff of Nottingham.
0: This is one I don't, I don't really have anybody in mind for. Um, I, I don't know. Like I was going to throw out like 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 Baba Yaga because it's
1: no, no. She she would she would be um um. I would think she's either she she would definitely not be lawful evil. She'd be either neutral or chaotic. I would need to think about that a little bit because it's kind of um she's, uh I I could see either way, uh, just off the top of my head, But she wouldn't be lawful evil. Um no, okay. lawful evil might be somebody more like um, um oh uh Kavine from Quest for Glory two.
0: Okay. Okay. Yes. That's yeah. For for some reason, I, I was almost determined to find a, a quest for glory character for this one. Mm-hmm. Um, th- yeah, that one that one will definitely fit a, a lot better. Um, yeah, lawfully was tough because uh, you know I think that one of the easier options to go with would be you know maybe like a politician or or, or someone yep. s- something in that realm. You know, a, attorney, politician, whatever, a state official, let's say. Um, but I, unfortunately, I, c- I can't really think of any. Uh, um, yeah
1: right, we're not going to talk about politics, but like, um, you know, Darth Vader, lawful evil, uh, right? Exactly. King Joffrey, exactly. lawful evil. Game Game of Thrones, yeah, you know uh,
0: Game of Thrones. Uh, the references. Okay.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. King Joffrey is also a little bit of a weird one because I I think he is ultimately, uh, his spirit is probably chaotic evil, but he just like um takes advantage of. The, of his lawful position,
0: exactly. That that's a great way to put it. So basically, it's it's taking anyone that's that's neutral or chaotic evil and and putting them in a position of power. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that's about it. If they ha- if well, they happen to find themselves yeah. in power, then they're likely to be lawful evil. But
1: but then you know, but then there's also the question: like, does that necessarily make make them lawful evil? Or you know, it's uh, it's this is why the alignment chart is so fascinating to think about because there there is a lot of nuance out of just such a deceptively simple concept
0: again these these middle these middle slots these neutral slots uh are are perhaps the hardest because it's seeming as we're going through this list that a lot of the people on the lawful or chaotic side could very easily be vice versa depending on you know perception or argument um whereas finding the true neutrals of the three genres is is a bit difficult um in neutral evil, for example, can read as, as it reads to me as sort of just pure evil. And what's to say that pure evil isn't extremely chaotic? It isn't um,
1: necessarily um pure evil, but it is probably the most self interested like um um like who would be a good neutral evil in the Sierra verse, for example. Uh I, I think that's probably where um Oh
0: God! Dang. Would would it be like Jesse Baines? Let me put it this way: I, I'm I was going between two just then. I was thinking Jesse Baines or Vohal. Um, where Jesse Baines is more just—he's evil in his own little world. He doesn't have this grandiose, you know, domination, you know, plan. Whereas Vohal kind of does. So does you know what I mean? Does does is Vohal considered chaotic evil because his plan is grandiose? No, that has nothing to do with it. Okay. Um, okay. So I would probably say
1: Vohal is neutral evil. Um, Bane's probably chaotic evil because he has abs. He has disdain for the law. Like he is entirely just like he'll. He, that that is actually a really good question. Uh, maybe maybe I've uh, ventured into this being le- far less prepared than I thought I would be. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I never claimed to be an authority on this. I was just trying to. No. Just, I was just trying to. Uh, catch you up to speed on the general principles um you you
0: you would you were really you're just being a mate and trying to help me understand more memes is really
1: and now all you've done is made me more confused and made me (laughs) self-doubt my own understanding of this topic so to all of you at home (laughs) the lesson of this episode is that we should not ever be listened to as an authority for anything
0: (laughs) <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, because it's you know it's 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 not like we're we're on this pedestal with like conviction putting people in these slots. We're just we're just trying our hardest. I mean we'll we'll hear your arguments. We're
1: trying to inspire conversation about this topic.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Exactly, and if you feel like we've picked all wrong things, you know maybe that was bloody on purpose because yes. everyone reacts better to to being pissed off than being teased.
1: <laughs> <laughs> all I'm saying is I never claimed to be an expert. I was. I really just wanted to talk about the use of alignment charts, and now you're like grilling me on what's right and wrong.
0: <laughs> I'm gonna need you to get all the way off my back <laughs> on this thing. <laughs>
1: Actually, here's another thing. Because, like I said, I wanted to talk about alignment chart in terms of like, um, its usefulness in character design and writing and creation. And one of the topics I really wanted to bring up was um, a really cool way to sort of think about the alignment chart is the what a character is in terms of different perspectives. So somebody might see themselves as good, whereas The perspective of the story puts them as an antagonist and possibly evil, or they could even actually be evil, but they just themselves um, don't realize it, right? So a lot of perspectives can be played with in this way. So someone like Thanos does truly believe in his eyes and his mind that he is a true neutral, like he is a force of neutrality and balance in the universe. That's literally his goal is to be <laughs> the agent of neutrality. Every As far as the MCU, I'm not going to talk about the comics. I don't know anything about him in the comics. But as far as the MCU is concerned, he himself believes that he is the truest force of neutrality. Whereas, we, through our view, are like, um, he's he's neutral evil, As uh, if you ask us. So that's a good example of a neutral evil, because um, he's not he he doesn't make any judgment in terms of law or order he he seeks his goals through um just killing off half the universe which we which we interpret as an evil act right
0: right well that's a a perfect segue into the candidate i had in mind which would be in uh dr fred from maniac mansion I'm um, specifically uh, singling it out from Day of the Technical because he's he's a bit of a softy in that one. But but and Maniac mentioned Doctor Fred to us. I I think you could say is is a bit of a of, of a neutral evil. Or I,
1: I would I would. Believe that, yeah.
0: Okay, uh, I thought you were going the other way. I'm relieved. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, it took a lot of brain cells to make that thought, so I'm glad it's not in vain. So, yeah, I would say neutral evil, but again, you know, as 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 with Thanos, you know, I I don't think Doctor Fred's perception of what he was doing w- would have been that it was evil. Um, so, that, but it, it that, see that that right there is a great conversation piece because it's you know it, mm-hmm. it, it does does their intentions have anything to do with our overall perception in labeling them?
1: Mm-hmm. Well, again, it's so subjective. It is entirely from point of perspective, right? Yeah, yeah, and and, and that's why it sparks so much debate because there is so much to interpret off of people's uh, actions versus intent versus um, you know a lot of other factors.
0: Right? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So- <laughs> It was, it's funny, the more I think about Dr. Fred, he's actually, in Day of the Technical, he's actually kind of the victim. Um, <laughs> so so for, for, the, for the sake of what we're discussing now, is a just a maniac mention, I'm going to say neutral evil because he does kind of own and embody the, the, the evil scientist role. He doesn't seem mm-hmm. like he's, he's, you know, not trying to be labeled as such. He seems to own his, his 80s movie trope. Um, Again, you are not the deepest of character, as as you know, you struggle to find in any mid '80s game. Um, yeah, I'll I'll go with Doctor Fred if you're in agreement. Sure. All right.
1: All right. Well, that' so. Uh, la- last one. Yeah. And we're done. Last um, one. Chaotic evil. Chaotic evil. There's
0: a lot of bloody candidates for this one. Um, Let's hear them. Uh, the the obscure one I'll go with is is Donald Gordon from Phantasmagoria um <laughs> moving on <laughs> the next one I'll go with is uh yeah sorry I I set that up like I had a bunch on hand and I <laughs> actually don't <laughs> um
1: so h- have you thought of the obvious chaotic evil character in an adventure
0: game uh, n- no, because I was trying to, I was trying to <laughs> really? Google, I'm trying to Google the name, but I got this old IBM there- clicky keyboard and it's way too loud for me to get away with Googling real quick.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, let let me, let me, um, let me see exactly how long it takes for you to uh, figure this one out. See, there's, there's a character in Loom whose name is Chaos. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I thought it was it just seemed too easy. I thought it was a bloody trap. How is <laughs> what I thought the hardest one turned out to be the most served on a silver platter? <laughs> Damn it. I can't even say oh I've not been thinking about Loom because we bloody brought him up a few moments ago. Shite. Yeah, I can't even I can't counter that. I can't <laughs> I can't top it. It is the name is chaos. Um
1: yeah, ultimately what I want to convey throughout this uh, throughout this episode was to talk about the usefulness of the tool in uh, dissecting a lot of characters and uh, or even planning characters for writing again a lot of the creators might not have been at all thinking about the alignment charts when they're designing these characters. So we're not in any way saying that this is the you know the rules we're not saying that this is the uh, you know definitive way to design a character obviously not all these You know, some characters we've we've referenced were created well before the alignment chart existed. But I just think it's a really interesting way to sort of like, um, it's an interesting view in which to try to understand characters, their arcs, their motivations, and who they are. And it could be, and just because it seems like this flat grid, it does not mean that it can't uh, either produce or explain very rounded characters.
0: Right. Yeah, no, absolutely. Honestly, I think the more a character can fluctuate throughout, throughout this chart as a whole is, is probably the, the, the most complex characters or, or the, the, more, the more complex their story arc was if you find them in different places at different times. So
1: let us know what you think about anything that we just said. Maybe. um you can find us on facebook we have a page in a group we're on twitter at the cg guild we're on instagram at cgg podcast we have an email address mail at classic dot com, and we are on patreon search for us there and uh until next time
0: yeah don't do a murder duty